Metal Cough. Hey, behave. Back at it again. Podcast recording on a uh, Thursday afternoon. John, after the late night Wednesday, this is day game after a night game for us, right? This is Buster Posey caught 13 innings on Wednesday night. They roll him back out there to try and win the series on Thursday for a noon first pitch. So this is, we had a good night on YouTube on, on Wednesday night. For anybody that missed it, you missed out. Trey Lance, baby, go check it out. YouTube page. We watched basically all of his highlights. A couple of lights. Uh, really, his only lowlights you probably from his career were the the, the fake game, I'll call it, uh, yep. 2020 against a uh, school that we weren't able to figure out until about the end of the video, and then it was Arkansas Central uh, Catholic or something. Sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Um, so yeah. look, and it was, and it was, uh, we got a few things to get to today. Any, anyway, real quick for those of you on YouTube, you know, like this video. If you're hanging out with us today, subscribe. If you are on the podcast, get in the mailbag, give us a mailbag question in that question, leave a, uh, or leave us a review and leave a question is what I'm trying to say. Check out the Haberman and Middlecoff Facebook page. It's just yep. facebook.com slash promo code ham. And, um, Sure, we got other stuff. We're gonna uh, a few other announcements to get to here in a couple minutes, but I think those are the the big ones off the top. If you're on the pod, check out the YouTube. If you're on the YouTube, check out the pod. Yep, you guys know the drill, cross pollination. And if somebody doesn't know the drill, let them know. Share it with them. Fill them in. Um, wine access was awesome on um, Wednesday night. It was wineaccess.com/slash/hammer. You get twenty percent off, John. It was their idea to maybe pop a bottle, and they were like, "Would you guys do a wine tasting on a show?" And we were planning to do the Trey Lance thing. And um, and so we were like, yeah, let's let's combine the two things. So last night we had oh, I'm trying to find it. Tell people about wine access. Well, I yeah, wineaccess.com slash ham. Send your people a gift. Wineaccess.com slash ham. We drank wine on the YouTube channel last night. Hell, I, I could go for a glass of wine right now to make my uh not not hungover. I just Sometimes, you know, I probably had, once we got off, I, I had another glass, watched the end of, uh, what was what was I even, oh, the Dodger-Padre game, which was fantastic. And, uh, and yeah, just the wine was just elite. Uh, I, I love a good Pinot. Uh, and, yeah, wineaccess.com slash ham. I can't recommend it enough. Send it to your friends. Send it to your dad. Send it to your mom. Send it to your girlfriend. Send it to your wife. Send it to their parents. Do whatever. Send a gift right now. Send it to yourself. I mean, they, yeah. John, it's, it's, no one's going to be disappointed. Because, first of all, I don't think I've mentioned this in a little while. Satisfaction guaranteed. If for some crazy reason you don't, you, you drink the wine, you're like, nope, don't like it. Not what I thought. Um, no questions asked. They'll take care of you. They'll replace it. But they taste 20,000 bottles a year, the wine experts and sommeliers at Wine Access. Only one of 18 bottles makes it to the website. What did you compare it to last night? You had a good comp for only one of 18 makes the cut. But, I don't even know. I'm not. I'm a little cobwebby today. <laughs> I, I did have a good comp, though. Uh, you had a good comp. If it comes to you, last night John and I were drinking the um, Radiant Pinot, Shrouded Sonoma Superstar, uh, the 2018 Star Treatment Pinot uh, from the Sonoma Coast. It was um, fantastic. And here's the thing: as we were hanging out drinking it, we both we didn't even plan to pop the same bottle. We did. We had the card that comes with it that, that told us that the fruit intensity was abundant. The oak intensity was vanilla. The tannins were silky. The acidity was fresh. The body was dense. And that it would pair well with red meat, hard cheese, fish, and white meat. 
listening to me for the last eight seconds, you might think I know about wine. I don't, but I know what I like, and I loved that bottle of wine last night. Do it. Wineaccess.com slash ham. All right. Uh, so that was the good time. That's the wine access part of it. Like John mentioned earlier, I mean, we we're just hanging. We, we might have to do a few more of these uh, kind of late night, how late we want to go. That's up for debate. Um, you know, we'll see. But clearly people were hanging out with us late night if you missed it on, on YouTube. Be interested when, when people do most of it. I mean, I, we have the analytics we can see, but I guess people just, you're on the couch, you're watching a game. Maybe it's not good. You, you get on your phone, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, come hang. We'll have to do it again for shizzle. What did you think watching all the all the uh, for people that weren't watching? What did you think? I mean, I know. Look, we've both watched a lot of Trey Lance. It wasn't the first time you laid eyes on him, but what did you think uh, watching him last night? For a I while? get, I, I I get it. <laughs> I, I I get it. It's two people who predicted who already got it, but I mean, when you I, that was the most I've ever. I mean, I watched some YouTube highlights, but it it, it didn't really matter, right? Because I had watched so much of the other guys. Uh, that was by far my most extensive viewing of the guy. Uh, to me, once we went out to practice, I really got it. Like I understood it. And I've, yeah, I, I think yeah. I've mentioned this on the podcast. Like if it had been a normal year, uh, if he had gone back to school, maybe he's the consensus by far number one overall pick coming into this class, which I think this class is very much up in the air. Right. Just see, but I'm going back to seeing him at practice I, you know, assuming he would have had another big year, and that's usually what happens to guys when they play at North Dakota State because they kick the shit out of everyone else. I, I think it's fair to say he would have a very, very good chance to be the number one overall pick in the 2022 draft Yeah, right, if he had not come out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought you asked a really interesting question last night, which was if he had, if he had played a full season, um, if the season had been regular, actually is the way you put it, would he have gone ahead of Zach Wilson? And I think the interesting domino effect of that is if the season is regular – Zach Wilson's schedule is much harder than it turned out being, which could work in Zach Wilson's favor. But you can't, in this draft, you couldn't have gotten much higher than two. Like Zach Wilson went as high as he did against the schedule that he played, right? So yeah. he'd have a lot to lose and not as much to gain. And really, if you were Trey Lance, you'd go, Trey, you want to play a full season last year or just let what happened happen? You say, let what happened happen. I'll be the third pick. I'll be happy with that. But who knows what would have happened if Zach Wilson plays a full schedule. They play whatever they were going to play, like five Pac-12 teams. And maybe you get more time to prep for a game. Um, you know, Now, maybe he looks incredible. And we're talking like, God, should this guy go ahead of Trevor Lawrence? Or maybe it doesn't look nearly as good and you know, he goes behind Mac Jones. I don't know. Well, who's to say if North Dakota State had played BYU schedule, they wouldn't have also been you know, 8-0 or... Seven, like they would have won a lot of those games. Yeah, if they, you're saying if BYU played its schedule and Zach Wilson just had the year he had, I'm saying if North Dakota State had played BYU's the literal schedule, right? The, you're saying like, that the, the Trey might have been drafted ahead of Zach Wilson. Yeah, and I mean they would have won a bunch of games. They were better like BYU than all the. Now I would say BYU is a better. If they played North Dakota State, BYU should win, right? Right. And last year's team probably be favored by 10 points, but it's not a 25-point spread, right? I mean, North Dakota State's the real deal. They, they would, if they played in the Mountain West, like, they are winning games. Hell, I mean, they depending on how Boise or Fresno is on a given year, I mean, I think they could go probably, if you play seven, eight conference games, you know, four and three, something like that. I think you're under. You're shaking your head. I mean, they're fucking no. pounded New Mexico. They're pounding UNLV. They would beat San Diego State. 
Nevada, Fresno State, and Boise should all beat them. But, I mean. Yeah, I think the question becomes, can you sustain, can you recruit at the level, you know, like on a one-off? I'm just talking for an individual. I'm just talking one season. So you just right? take if them, you, you just take, put them in this year, you put them in there and see what happens. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But, like, you made me think because I saw. They, well, like on a given year, they have, you know, Boise or Fresno obviously can have a year when they have six, seven NFL players. But I, I don't think that happened to Fresno last year. And it definitely hasn't happened in Nevada in a couple of years. Like, they have been consistently having three, four guys drafted, including the quarterback. So they have the best player on the field. Yeah, but I would, that generally, I would imagine, we have to go back and look, that's a result of player development, right? Not recruiting. Part of that yeah, is. Yeah, but, but eventually that guy, that guy at North Dakota State would start at Boise or Fresno, right? By the time he's a junior senior. Yeah, once he's leaving North Dakota State. But, but part of. You know, they recruit to win national championships at the FCS level. So I'm with you. Like, for a year, could absolutely work. But the reason I say that is I saw the um, commissioner of the AAC, Mike Oresco, said that the in a 12-team playoff, the bids should go to the top six-ranked conference champs, not just Power 5 conference champs get an auto bid, which I think I agree with that. So you don't have, like, a four-loss team, you know, win, win a conference championship and all of a sudden they get the auto bid. That's fine with me. But he, what he said was like, it's don't have privilege just for the sake of privilege, right? He's the AAC commissioner. He doesn't want, he wants to, he's trying to say like, we're, we can be better than the Pac-12. You know, what I would say to that is, no, your depth is not as good as the depth of a Power 5 conference, even though the Pac-12 is probably an easy target. Cincinnati's, you know, Cincinnati go in any league right now and hang, like no question. But like, I went and looked at the 24-7 uh, recruiting rankings, like they recruit you know, at the level of like the seventh or eighth or ninth best team in the Pac-12 at this point. So it's not about your top end team, right? It's about the depth. And that's kind of where North Dakota State would yeah. make its head. I think Bo- Bo- Boise was like that when we lived in Fresno, right? They could have been in the Pac-12 and hung. They did. I mean, they yeah. played Pac-12 teams. They beat them all. Right? For sure. So but like- but there, there is a difference between doing it, you know, when you play them on a one-off and consistently playing that level of physicality, that level of speed. That It's much to easier your point, to play Boise on your— putting pros. Yeah, and one year, remember, they had 12 guys drafted. But my, but your point is very valid that it's much easier to play on a random Saturday, New Mexico or UNLV, than it is Oregon State, right? Or even Arizona or Colorado or whatever your you know, yeah, and it's easier to, teams are. And it's easier to play UCLA or, or USC or, or, or Washington State on a one-off when you're coming off three weeks of, you know, Mountain West teams or whoever, FCS opponents, yeah. right? than it is to play them one after the other, after the other, after the other. For the most part out West, it does feel like that game usually takes place in the first three weeks, where in the SEC they do put those games sometimes in late October, early November. Absolutely. (laughs) They they cook the books a little. Absolutely. Well, you got one more, you know, they have one less conference game to play, so they got to fill a week. True, good point. You know, they play eight versus uh, nine. All right. Other thing, there will be a mailbag live mailbag on uh, live mailbag Friday on YouTube. If you're listening to this before then, you can tune in for that. The mailbag podcast will come out on Sunday night, and that will be the last podcast for the next two weeks. We are taking two weeks off ham vacation and ham. Not synonymous. Rarely happens. We're taking two weeks off the next two weeks. We'll be back July 11th. We will have videos on YouTube over those next two weeks that we are making and putting out over the course of two weeks. So there still will be content, but podcast two weeks off, John. Namaste. You know, I, I, I could see it. Matt Wolf last week at the U S open, just like, bro, I needed a break. I, I can relate. I, I'm, I'm, 
listen, it, what we do is is awesome and it's very fun. But it, like anything, it just you know sometimes you just need to get away. I, I'm I'm a big believer in mental health, and uh, I need I need a little step back of just no uh, sports takes for a couple of weeks. Yeah, you, you're gonna go hang in Scottsdale, get some yeah, sun, you know, detox, do recon, yeah, some recon, play some golf, and um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch YouTube's. <laughs> I might take maybe too. maybe I was trying to find you know maybe I was thinking of going to Southern California maybe Fourth of July weekend just catch a hotel for a few days I don't know but um, world your oyster guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we are creatures of habit we take pride in it um, but uh, we also believe that the fall is going to be big and we want to charge up the batteries for what should be an awesome. You know, August, September, and then on, off and running with the podcast and with the YouTube channel. And, and let's be let's be real, there ain't a fucking thing going on right now. I mean, just, yeah, there's that just, too. It, this is just the time of year where there's a reason that in the NFL guys take forty days off. You know, I mean, this is this is the time. Like I, I and you know, I and, and it's weird. Sometimes you feel guilty. You're like, you know, should we just work, work, work? And I, I mean, it's obviously what we've done pretty consistently since we partnered up. But there is, to me, there is something to be said about, like, I, I do think you're better off. I think we've become better hosts the, the more balanced your life becomes. I, I know I get more perspective and feel better as, a, as a, someone who talks for a living when I do more things. And I know, so, you know, earlier on in my radio career, when, when, you know, when we first started, it was just, you know, just kind of live in this little bubble of, and, you know, I, tell, I, I think I'm better off when I've been the opposite way we've been in podcasts. We do better shows now, I think, than we ever did in radio, and we did fucking good shows back then. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a creative thing, and you got to feel creative, and you you know yeah. whatever you got to do to feel creative. So, um, but it's not even about creativity; it's just about uh, taking the opportunity <laughs> right now, which there aren't many opportunities when there's nothing going on, and folding that into some some mental health, mental health, a couple mental health weeks. Now that said. If Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded on July one, you know, mental health will we'll take we'll take a thirty minute break from the break. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but uh, you know, otherwise, you know, we're that that's that's what's going on with us. That's and I'm it. not trying to act like this digging ditches. I mean, this ain't you know no, no, the no. hardest job. No, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, I get a lot of DMs from from farmers and construction workers. Like your job is way harder. I've done, been there, done that. Fucking couldn't last. Yeah, didn't last. Yes. I did. I did three months one summer in high school as like the assistant to like a handyman, and it was. Pfft. I helped my buddy uh, like put up some drywall. I don't know eight months ago, and it it was just a day of that. Just a yeah. na- me and a nail gun. It was not I, my natural I, habitat, know, John. When, when, we when I got we like to say blue collar. The, yeah, but I mean yeah. blue collar from a desk, right? Yeah, well, we, we're we're white collar elites. Let's face it. You know, I, I grew blue up blue collar work ethic. Yeah. But not a blue yeah. collar job. <laughs> the media is as white collar as it gets. It it really is. Well, no, I know but, what I'm saying you know, though is we like to we just like to try and have a work ethic. But oh yeah, we still no, know. no, we, we our we, fingernails we are clean the at the end of the guy. day. Fuck yeah, I got I got baby hands now since I've been doing this. <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say? Uh, you know, I don't even want to think about the hoeing crew that I, when I got in trouble. I remember one time in high school. It actually might have been like ninth grade. And uh, I got in big trouble. And I remember I had to do it for a week. 
in the summer, my dad just dropped me off every morning at like six in the morning with the hoeing crew on the tomato field. And you don't get picked up till six in the afternoon and you pack a lunch. You better fucking pack a lunch. I said, I'm not packing a lunch. You go out there and no one's there to help you. I mean, there's no food. Luckily they, you know, some of the people on the hoeing crew had extra food. Uh, but holy shit, that was a, that was not easy. And then I did that all throughout high school work the summer. It's way harder than anything. I've you just thought since, lunch, would, including the NFL. You just thought lunch no, I didn't would come think, and you I, would I, like. No, it was, it was more of a fuck you. Like, I'm not packing a lunch. I don't need it. And he's like, okay, have fun. I dare you. Take water too. And it was just an F you. He won. Can't get to Pack a great wall of China too. and go get some Chinese buffet at uh, the lunch break no, there. Didn't, that, that didn't happen. Colin Cool on the uh, YouTube chat says, ever try to sow Thunderseed? Brutal. That's a call back Wednesday night. There was one of the ads on the North Dakota State football games is Thunderseed, a company, and they produce this product called Thunderseed, which has to be just the strongest insemination seed that's ever been created in a lab. And uh, we did have a good time, good time with that. Pretty yeah. incredible. So we'll be talking about Thunderseed, I'm sure. All right, John. So uh, Wednesday night, you watched, We all anybody that turned on the uh, the ESPN was able to watch an incredible series because these are great baseball series. Like this has happened consistently that Padres Dodgers looks incredible. Um, and it was no different. And you said to me before we did the podcast, like, I want to talk about Padres Dodgers. The, the environment was wild. And, and it just, every time you, every time we talk about how great the Padres environment is, I think about what a crime, what a shame, what a waste it is that Justin Herbert, has to cut through the L.A. noise and is not just, you know, co-king of L.A. with Fernando Tatis. Because Justin Herbert should be co-king of L.A. with Fernando Tatis. It's a, it's a real shame. Yeah, I mean, guy, I, I dusted off the bottle last night. And by the time I got into, into bed, like it was like the eighth or ninth inning, that place, the, the environment in San Diego. I, I think the Dodgers have led baseball in attendance the last several years now they have i think one of the biggest stadiums so it's you know not necessarily apples to apples i don't know exactly how many uh, people this place holds place was rocking and it was an incredible environment and you and i have talked about this i i went to school with a lot of people from the san diego area north county a lot of them but a lot of people that were huge charger fans in the early 2000s and they were good and they're irrelevant in la and I, i get it they have Relative to L.A. and the Bay Area, probably some corporate uh, limitations relative to two, you know, what's L.A.? Second biggest market, what's San Francisco? Top five market in America. I I get it. But you cannot convince me that they couldn't have had a shitload of success in San Diego because they were having it, right? They were good. Attendance was not their issue. What became, I think, in the 2010s, was like it happened up here with Oakland, and it's happening right now with the A's, or I guess I meant with the Raiders. I think you people get so much moving fatigue, and Dean Spanos went through it over and over. I think people just got tired of it. But you can never convince me that they couldn't have worked if the owner, you know, maybe he didn't have the capital. I, I don't know. Clearly, I don't think he has the vision, but it hurt, Justin Herbert should have, like he's waste, he's gonna waste in L.A., which is sad. Where he would have excelled with the Chargers potentially. I mean, he has to maintain this, and he only had one year. They didn't win a fucking thing, and you know they they hired a coach who's been in the league five years. Who knows? I mean, everyone's blowing him. He could be a disaster. Uh, but like we understand Herbert's talent. We saw it last year, and and I think you see the the Padres are now good 
with the Chargers have been good before. Like many times in our lifetime, they have been good and it was cool. And now it's like, no one even cares. It, it, it's sad. We see it when we do Chargers content. People respond to it. There is a, a large volume of them, John. There are passionate people. <laughs> Padre fans. Um, they defend their brown uniforms. They like they're just something. Their stadium is gorgeous, right? It's kind of to me. It's kind of similar, not in terms of market, all that other stuff, but it's kind of similar to the Giants in that when it's good, not only is it fun to watch, but it's cool. Like in terms of in person, people who want to go on a trip and go to a few baseball stadiums, San Diego is a great place because it's a gorgeous stadium and it's an amazing place to go visit. Right? It's a bang bang. It's a it's a tourist destination, and then it's a tourist destination within a tourist destination. I don't know, you know, a lot of owners in the recent movement in the NFL. Can you think of an owner who has moved his franchise and we'd look back and said the owner regrets it? Right? Like the Ravens don't regret going to Baltimore. The Browns don't regret creating, I guess, a new team in Baltimore. The Colts don't regret leaving Baltimore for Indianapolis. Stan Kroenke's not going to regret, in all likelihood, right, leaving St. Louis for L.A. We'll see what happens with the Raiders, but the stadium is beautiful. We'll see what the attendance is like and how much money they make. But I would imagine right now there are zero regrets. It's impossible for Mark to regret it because it wouldn't have been possible here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's no regrets for Mark Davis, even though we don't know what their attendance is going to look like as he looks at, you know, what he has now, what belongs to him. But well, we know they're so we know they're sold, we know they're so we know they're sold out in Vegas. We just don't know what the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like, like fan-wise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The owner never regrets it. Yeah. Stan Dean Spanos is never going to regret it cuz his life is easy. He's paying a dollar in rent, doesn't matter. But in terms of like whether or not it was just as good as it could have been in the other place, Maybe it'll be fantastic in 10 years in L.A., but sharing a market when you could have had your own market, not a single franchise in the league would choose to share a market when they could have had their own market. Not a single one. No. And now you got one of the best young stars in the league, Justin Herbert, and the town. What a great place to to start, too. To to me, he's the only one guy that doesn't regret it just simply because his life's easier, not because... He's going to make more money or be more relevant. He's definitely the only guy that moved who is dramatically less relevant. You could be like, oh, the Rams. No, the Rams are fucking relevant. Bullshit. I mean, that the stadium is theirs. Yeah, and that thing no is a fucking Taj Mahal. So it's like... It, and he's got a break. tenant. <laughs> and he has a tenant, exactly. Now it doesn't pay much. But it's it just shows you that I think sometimes California... It gets the proper rap because when you lose, we will not care. And I never blame a human because I, I, as a consumer, I don't give a shit when you lose. Uh, so I, I can't. And I, I do this for a living. So let alone a fan who just casually does this for like they're, they're just it's part of their fun. Right. Or an escape. Like we're just not wired. We're wired differently out here. Having been in Philadelphia and New York and Washington and Boston, they just think a little different. But it, it, this notion that like, oh, San Diego, just this like a surfing town, could, like bullshit. You know, I, the owner for the Padres, I think his last name's Reyes. He's really rich, right? He's in the beer business. And I think he, he got really old and he was tired of losing and he started spending cash. And look what's happened. Now they're fun and they're really fun. Now they nailed this draft pick, but they signed Hosmer. They signed Machado. 
they he's given them the green light to make moves for like Sign, you Darvish. You Darvish, yep. So it's like, you know, that's the one thing the Chargers were always known for. And for whatever reason, you know, I was telling you this, it's not a perfect like uh analogy, but relative to New York, they California and New York, the two biggest states in terms of definitely money uh and population. I guess probably Texas is there now too, and they they have a bunch of teams as well. But I just I know the New York market better in terms of their teams. Their second rate team, right? The Mets, the Jets, uh, I get the Islanders would be one too, and they're going to Game Seven of the of the conference finals. They don't feel cheap, and I think sometimes our second rate team out here. And when I say second rate, if you're a fan of the Raiders or the Chargers or the Angels or whatever, that doesn't mean like you're still a big league team or whatever. But you're not the main team in the market that for whatever reason, like the A's were always known as like they're cheap. The Chargers, like they're cheap. You know, the, the the Raiders actually weren't necessarily cheap. They just didn't have the money. Like Al would always try to spend money. Same with Mark. Like I, I give them credit for having fucking some balls. But Dean Spanos would never, not in a million years, do what Mark did when he should have, like go to LA. Like he should be also trying to sign. I mean, you'd want to coach probably a little better than Gruden, but like something like that, like Lincoln Riley, it'll be like, damn, right? Take a huge swing. They would never do that. I mean, the, the A's won't spend one dollar, and I don't blame them, but they, they they just operate like a low budget franchise in a big market, and I, I think that's just something that's unique. Like the the New York just the Mets went through a stretch, but it was because their owner got ripped off by Bernie Madoff. <laughs> you know, yeah, James Dolan's bad. I I don't think free agency cheapness is the issue with the Knicks, right? No, but he and he has unlimited money. Same with the Nets. I mean, that's they, what I'm saying. They, 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 nobody calls him yeah. cheap. I mean, maybe people no. do call him cheap for other things, but um, yeah, I the think Angels my, actually wouldn't fall under that category, right? Because they're they're the second team, but their owner spends a huge absolutely amount both of money. both of those teams do, right? I yeah, yeah. maybe there's something to that. Uh, the market allows you to get away with it, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, but well, I these just, guys would never do that. I mean, Dean and the A's owner would never overextend themselves they would never take that risk no but what, what like what new york tries to do is make your life miserable so it's no fun for you to own the team like what, what you know what people are trying to do to dan snyder which is not working obviously um what nick's fans try to do to, to james dolan is make it so miserable for him that he'll sell the team no one you know out here we just stop we no one tries to get you well, I, sell think, the team. I think they do that a little bit but i i'll even defend dan snyder this they're trying to do that because they just think he's a terrible owner not because yeah. he won't spend money or buy no no, no but i'm not talking whatever. about that i'm just saying like the fan base would rather just go screw you i'm out than spend 10 years trying to get you to sell the team <laughs> too much energy yeah. we just move on to other things out here yeah it's a good point yeah maybe that's you know a part but but anyway back to herbert it's now look herbert's in la so we, we you know i'm not crying for justin being in la Life's good, but that scene we saw last night, like Charger Rams games, it'd be cool if those games, now they're not in the same division like the Padres, they're not even the same conference like the Padres and the Dodgers. So it helps some of baseball's geographical rivalries is those teams are usually in the same division. Football, if you're in the geographical vicinity, you might actually be in the opposite conference, right? Usually are, yeah. So it, but... It'd be great if you had the Southern, the L.A., San Diego. You get those teams to play in the preseason every year. You, hopefully they play each other in the regular season. And uh, and you, it's a real thing. I don't – L.A.'s, LA's going to choose. L.A. is probably choosing the Rams. Or, you know, maybe they're tepid on both. But I know what we – the point is San Diego 
would be more passionate about probably either team in L.A. Um, it's too bad. Very too sad. bad because they have they have a clear identity of what they are and they love what's theirs. Plus, a stadium, a new stadium in San Diego would have been. I, I felt like San Diego Stars were a pretty big deal yeah. like in our youth. Whether it was Tony Gwynn, whether it was, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the, I guess Dan Fouts a little before our time, but even Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, it was a big fucking deal. I mean, I I think Low Junior Seau. Like, part, part, oh, that's the name I was looking for. I mean, was and that, and he was synonymous. He was the ultimate, right? SC to San Diego, but it was just like he he felt very San Diego, like an Islander. It was just like it was perfect. Who didn't love Junior Seau? And I Herbert has that potential just because he's the most. He's got a chance, unlike Stafford, who's kind of feels a little bit mercenary-ish. I'm not blaming the Rams or Stafford for doing it, but it's, it's just not there. When you draft a guy, there's an there's an organic feel, like West Coast guy, Pac-12 guy comes to this. It just mm, you're right. What could have been? You cannot you know? like. There's a to me, if Steph Curry signed as a free agent with the Warriors today, Warriors fans would love him. Clay Thompson, whatever. But there is nothing quite like the attachment you have Giants fans have for Buster Posey or Brandon Crawford, right? Just when it's your guy from the beginning, it's just nothing. you. Even the frustrating players like Belt, you're just part of the package, you know. <laughs> Same yeah. with any player, you just you just live with his ups and downs. He's just part of like the family, good and bad. Yeah, I wonder if Kevin Durant, if the Sonics had never left, would Kevin Durant have just been a career? Seattle. I feel like Seattle would have been a good market for him. Felt like he was born to Rome. A little. Maybe he was, John, but like Oklahoma City was a small bubble. I think Seattle would have been a good market for KD. Like he would have been a star, but it wouldn't oh, see, have been I suffocating. See what, I see what you're saying. You know? Yeah, I mean, potentially. They would have let him live, I think, maybe a little more. I don't know. But you're if right. If they won, I think part of it was losing. He, he was, he was uh, addicted to trying to find a winner. Yeah. No, look, maybe they would have got free agents there. I don't know. John, let's tell the people about our friends at Gabby. Gabby.com slash ham. Gabby.com slash ham. G-A-B-I stands for get a better insurance. Getting better insurance with Gabby means a better price for the same insurance coverage that you already had. If you didn't know it existed, guess what? That exists. Yep. You did it. I did it. We both took the quiz because here's what it does. It finds out if you have the right and you're, you're paying the, the least amount for the best coverage. You had the best coverage. I had the best coverage. But on average, Gabby customers save almost $1,000. $961 per year is the exact amount they save. That's, that's net income, right? You, you're not, this is not, that's after taxes. So that's a lot of money. You go to Gabby right now. You take the quiz. It matches up what you're paying in insurance. They will not sell your data. And then relative to what all the other insurance options are. And then you go, wow, I could be saving some money. Bang, bang, boom. You're saving money. How does it get any easier than that? I'll tell you. It doesn't. Put your policy to the test like we did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check. And there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash ham. That's Gabby, G-A-B-I dot com slash ham. Gabby.com slash ham. Gabby.com slash ham. And TrueNiagen.com slash ham. You go to TrueNiagen.com slash ham and you use ham the promo code, some call it promo code ham, traditionally known, get you 10% off your first purchase. If you're feeling drained after a workout, whatever it is you're doing, or maybe you're not working out and you're feeling drained, you're hitting the lull. True Niagen fuels your body's energy engines, maintains cellular metabolism, and even helps support heart health. 
You know what, guy? Hmm. I didn't take it today, and I could probably use it after uh, dusting off that. I mean, the bottle of wine was fantastic. It was but really good. It went down easy. True, true night, it gives you more energy. You have more zest for life. It just it adds a little boost, especially if you get a little workout in. Helps your muscles recover. Think about that muscle recover. I saw on an on an ad I got on my Instagram feed, Shannon Sharp user. You see that guy? Shannon Sharp's like fifty. I think he's like two percent body fat. You know, I mean, just look at the NFL Hall of Famer. He's using it. Uh, Middlecoff uses it. What are you going to do? Right now, new customers can save 10% on their first purchase by going to trueniagen.com slash ham and use the promo code ham. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N.com slash ham, code ham, to save 10% on your first purchase. Trueniagen.com slash ham, and then use the promo code ham. Speaking of uh, Shannon Sharp, John, Magic Johnson making his way around the internet on Thursday because he's just tweeting out, he tw- Magic is in like the Greek Isles or somewhere in Europe. You know, he likes to take out the boat, but he always takes like his weightlifting set with him on his boat in Europe. And he looks yeah. incredible. He looks just like, uh, in- he- I think he go, I think Magic could get a sack if you gave him a month in the NFL. He- in, in the history, in the history of civilization, there probably haven't been many super famous people that gave an announcement where every, universally everyone thought the guy was going to die. Yep. And then within 30 years, his life not only got sweeter, he got richer, and that motherfucker lives. I mean, guy, I've, I've followed Magic for a long time on social media. I'm pretty sure this is a yearly trip. Like, sometimes it is, it'll yeah. be like, because he'll be like, I brought Samuel L. and his wife. Like it's, it's, he's not solo often. Like he'll bring friends. Maybe he flies because he goes for a month. Maybe they come in for like a week. Famous people will arrive on that boat. It'll be like, oh damn, there's uh, you know, Phil Mickelson. I, you don't even know. It just could be anybody. There, it could be some former politician. It could be some actor. It could be you know, like Barkley could show up. You just, you never know. But it's always someone you're like you're immediately going to recognize his cool, rich ass friend. Yep. Who, who is going to uh, also be very happy to be there because Magic's happy. Magic, I think a little sneaky. I think Magic's getting around the social media ad policies, John. It just hit me because he tweeted out a photo of himself, like smiling on his boat, with a screenshot of his location on Google Maps. You know, you just your blue dot, which I've never seen a celebrity tweet out their location. But here's the beauty. He's not like at a bar trying to keep a low profile. He's in the ocean. You can't get to him even if you know exactly where he is. No one's like, oh, all these Twitter trolls are going to hop on helicopters and come crash Magic's party. And at the top of there the are, image... There are, do, the, do pirates have the internet, though? A little risky. That's true. Pirates do have the internet. Yeah. Pirates uh, do have the internet. Pirates on Twitter. Wouldn't Unite. shock me if he's got like a security detail and boats around him. His security's definitely there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. So he tweets out this photo, and I the fr- I sent it to a buddy, and you said the same thing because it was the first thing I noticed was he's on, he's a cricket wireless guy, and mm-hmm. it hit me as we were talking. I bet he's an investor. Uh, so I you don't know, know if he's or not. Cricket wireless? Uh, yeah, I I mean I guess I don't know. I don't really know what anybody. I know you use AT and T. I don't really know what anybody that I know uses. But what do you use AT and T or AT and T? Yeah, or Verizon, T Mobile. I guess people use T-Mobile. I I don't know. I just I think that was surprising, and I bet it's not an accident. But you won't you won't I don't think ever in life find a higher level couple who have just I mean Magic is just one of the great all time 
success stories in America. I mean, just what he's done, you know, financially. I'd say it's one of his low points was really the Lakers situation was almost like his really only embarrassment, I think, of like the last 20 years, right? I, I know he had some moments in the 90s when we were young, like he tried to host a, a late night show. It didn't go well. I think he coached the Lakers and quit. So it's not like he's had, his, like any human being, you're going to have your bumps in the road. But it's gone pretty smooth for a couple decades. I mean, the Dodger thing, it feels like he always felt really L.A., but it felt like that took him to another level, right, post-career. Mm-hmm. Like he was L.A.'s guy, like Kobe. And then he becomes the dot. It just feels like, can you, do you think there are, I mean, a handful of people that are more synonymous with, with the city of Los Angeles than Magic Johnson. And it just feels like, but he's not, he's not like an L.A. elitist. Like, he could just come to the Bay and hang. You could see him in, like, Arizona or Texas. He would hang. Like, he just, everyone fucking likes him. I heard, so I texted the video to Jeff Schwartz, and because I saw him comment on it. And uh, he told me that um, on, on the Equinox on Sepulveda Boulevard in L.A., because Jeff's a Southern California guy. I guess that's where Magic Johnson works out is the the Sepulveda Boulevard Equinox. And he said Magic, he's seen him there. And Magic is shaking hands, saying hi to people, smiling, just you can walk up to him and whatever. He just acts like a normal guy. You got it or you don't, you know? And he got it. He got he, it. But he had it. I mean, guy, his he's, name was Magic. <laughs> he lived up to it. And then his wife is Cookie. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, it's just... It's 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 one of my favorite internet couples, even though they're not really an internet couple. But he feels like he's kind of become that. He tweets. I mean, it's just incredible. He tweets the most. I mean, there's not a he had, person he had on one Earth. of the greatest greatest gifs on the internet history. Of, I'm not going to be here, and he shakes in his head. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that he does not care what people say about his tweets, or maybe he gets the joke. Either way, I don't. He doesn't care. Love it. Does not care. I, I, I would imagine when you're older. And you're super rich. I, I bet. And at first, I used to kind of make fun of these people. Now I'm almost jealous of them. That I, I think they almost mock in a weird way the the way people get all worked up on social media. Like who even cares? Well, absolutely. You know, they have perspective of life. I mean, again, mock it. people thought he was going to die. Yeah, he didn't just live. He He's care? lived. He's one of the ha- he's just one of the happiest people in the public eye that anyone's has ever walked the face of the earth. His and breakdown. he suffered tragedy. On the Dream Team, Doc, on the famous practice of the five-on-five, when he's like, me and Michael, and I'm going, dude, 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 and he's doing it, and I'm telling, he's got Charles, I got Carl, and it's me versus Michael, Charles versus Carl, and I'm going, get his ass, Carl, and he's going, get his ass, Charles, and he's like, I thought I was his equal, and Larry's, his back shot on the sideline, and then Larry comes to the documentary, he's like, even that was the time when Magic realized it was Michael's league. And Michael's dunking on everyone, blocking Magic, and he just he couldn't get him. And remember, Matt, by 92, you know, Magic was much older, and Michael's just in the peak of his powers. I still it, get like a little kid when I see those highlights. John, that event, I th- I had, I've always kind of said that would be, if I could go see one sporting event back in time, that it'd be that practice. Because it's... We talk about that practice as much as we talk about, like, you know, the 1994 Super Bowl. Well, I think in that documentary, one of the things was, like, the players realized after their first, I don't think it was an international, it was an Olympic game yet, but it was, like, one of those international, quote-unquote, friendlies. They beat the team, you know, by 70 or whatever. The team lined up to get autographs after. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They did change the world, right? I mean, basketball became, it exploded after that worldwide sport. 
How about the part where they're in the dream team, but no one recognizes John Stockton while he's like walking around the streets? Oh, like Barcelona. And he's like walking around with his wife. With his Team USA t-shirt on. I, I, I do believe that the internet consistently, bel- belittle might be the wrong word, but undervalues how elite John Stockton was. I think he's viewed by a lot of like, because the, the NBA Twitter is a big thing. And they just like the Russell Westbrooks and John Walls would kick his ass. Like, I don't think ask Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson what they think about yeah. John Stockton. Part of it is highlights. He doesn't translate the highlights, right? Because he's not a fi- he's not physically um, uh, overwhelming, at least in terms of how he appears. Bobby Jackson, I always tell we talk about it. Bobby Jackson always says one of the strongest people he's ever played. Like John could put his hand on your hip and keep you from getting anywhere near the three point line. Forget about the lane. Like he's one of the greatest defensive point guards ever. And right? Bobby was playing him when he was older, right? John Probably was older. 33, yeah. 34, you know? So I'm with you. But yeah, I think part of it might just be that, you know, Dr. J, why does Dr. Dre translate? Because, you know, he's a high flyer. He jumped from the free throw line, the up and under. It's just hard. It's, but you're right. The, yeah. the people that played him never besmirch his greatness. No. I think if you ask the, the average Plus he was a winner. Old, I think the average thirty-year-old would say like Russell Westbrook is infinitely better than John Stockton. That's laughable. Like John Stockton is so much better than basically every point guard playing right now, beside like Chris and, and Steph. I mean, it's just I, I have a soft spot for John Stockton. I remember when the Kings got good and they played them in like nineteen ninety-nine. He had a game winner in mm. Game Five. He was a badass. I hated those teams. The Jazz. He was I hated so, good. so much. I, me, me too. Carl Carl still looks like just Jack. You're right. Carl's on the squad too with Magic and Shannon Sharp. Combine going to Vegas? Maybe is is that not going to L.A.? I mean, it's leaving Indy, right? Yeah, I had I was told that it was going to L.A., but then I text Daniel Jeremiah and he thinks that they're just gonna go like town to town, which seems a little crazy to me. Uh, I mean, it sucks for Indy. It's really Indy is a perfect town, but yeah, Vegas. Will, I'm sure we'll get it. L. I think L.A is going to house the NFL network. So, I mean, they, they're, they'd probably be the first to get it. But I, I bet a lot of city. I bet it just operates like the draft. Cleveland, Minnesota, New York. I mean, won't Philly, won't all these teams want it? It's what the NFL does, John. They find something that has that there's an appetite for, and they, they just build on it and build on it and build on it. You know. Now, you're right. Like, I bet your boy, if you texted Andy Reid right now and asked him, do you sit in the same seat at the Combine every year? He'd say, yeah. Every year, I sit at the same seat when I pull out my stopwatch. And Belichick probably in the same booth every year. And, you know, this is not let's move the circus around and every year different fans come to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. That's in a different stadium. These are people who, while you've been, uh, they're having a good time at night. You can speak to this better than me. They are there to work. Creatures, ultimate creatures of habit, right? They just, you don't want to worry about any moving parts. But there's something to be said, even though this is not a fan event, to creating a little bit of a traveling circus, it became with this thing. it became one the last couple of years though they've let they, people they have in let people in. You can yeah. do a to me you can do a fan experience somewhere around whatever stadium you're in, right? Um, depending on the the kind of the weather uh, in whatever town you're in, but you can there's stuff you can do to make it something because well, I, nobody else has a combine like this. I'd expect whenever you know in a couple of years when it officially is announced the first move right whether it's dallas whether it's la whether it's vegas you will get a lot of people coming out negatively like why are we doing this because like you said the draft for example doesn't impact any team they don't give a shit they're they just work from their war room right Right. the super bowl everyone wants to go there right and and 
30 teams don't eat, get it doesn't in, impact them at all. This is one where you're not just going there to work. You're literally meeting all these players, right? And you just become very accustomed to like, I know when I talk to like contract negotiators or general managers and they go, you know, when I went a couple years ago, hey, you want to get a drink? It's like, well, I got 17 meetings today. I don't really have time. Maybe we can get like a late lunch because they're dealing, they just bang, bang, boom. But when they go to Indy, they've been going for 10, 20 years. They know exactly where to meet. All the hotels connect. If you've never been to Indy, it really is a pretty incredible uh, convention city because it's all connected. And, and it's in the wintertime, but you don't ever have to go outside. Yeah. It's the great part because it, it has all these like tunnels that are connected and then it just runs right to the stadium. You, I, I bet like Albert Brewer's Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback in 2023 when it gets announced it's going to Vegas in 24, there will be a bunch of coaches and GMs like, what are we doing this for? Like, why, why are we... Well, like, they're, they're, to John, they're Steve Jobs, right? Wear the black turtleneck every day. Don't you eliminate one decision. Elizabeth Holmes, she tried to do the same thing. Didn't quite work as well. But, uh, Isn't she claiming she's pregnant and can't go to jail? Or is she oh, is that right? right now? I don't know. I, thought, I think she's pregnant right now, and she tried to get out by saying something. Maybe she, it wouldn't. I bet she got pregnant on purpose, right, to avoid jail. Would be my guess with her after watching that show. I mean, can't be trusted. No, can't be trusted. Um, but it's as simple as, you know, do you know, do I have to go downstairs, wait for an Uber? Is it 15 minutes? Who's going to pick me up? I got to schedule this call, schedule this pickup, whatever the case is. There's a bus. What time does the bus go? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They won't like it. But I mean, look to your point, the draft, we're at just the the beginning of this draft moving around. And I would say the NFL, they would, they probably think it's very successful and you can make more content out of this. So they're going to make more content out of it. Um, well, think, think they didn't think add, remember last year when the GMs were mad about <laughs> not moving the draft back. Remember how much the NFL listened to that? Yeah, they don't care. None. Well, I think the draft has been a, you know, roaring success for them because for our entire life, it was at radio city music hall. And I was lucky enough to go the one year and it was really cool. Mm. And then they started moving around the last five years and they ain't going back. Right. Mm. I, don't, I don't even, Oh, it's Vegas. Yeah. It's Vegas. I mean, the Vegas uh, one will be pretty, I think it's oh, Vegas yeah, because Cleveland year. got last year. Yeah, Because Vegas got booted because of Corona, right, right, right. right? And then they get it back. I wonder if they're still going to do that thing at the Bellagio where they pick up the kids. Uh, why not? I mean, this is the, you know, I, to me, it's about press your advantage. And the NFL, one of the NFL, we talk about the NFL scheduling advantages all the time, just the frequency of its games, the fact that all its games are on national television. The One of the other major advantages the league has is the NFL's players, the NBA used to have this advantage, is that their players are stars when they come to the league. Not all of them, but yeah. a lot of them. Or not even the majority, enough of them. Let me put it that way. Enough of them are stars when they get to the league. They're pre-packaged stars when they get there. And that's what makes the draft, that's one of the things that makes the NFL draft so significant. Well, think about this. We were talking earlier about the Dodgers-Padre game. And you had it on the TV. And for whatever reason, I just watched it. And I was like, Were you, did you watch it? You're like, yeah, I had it on another TV, right? Because mm -hmm. it's a baseball game. You don't need to like, why would that game be any more important than the previous day or the next day? But if that game was the equivalent of a football game, two of the best teams playing, crowd going nuts, every single person, you, myself included, would have been just watching that game with the volume on, right? I mean, that just would have been a yeah. huge... It would have owned social media. It would have been a big event. But in baseball, it was a big game for those two teams. 
the league. They're two. I mean, both teams could easily win the World Series. And people kind of watch, maybe, maybe not, you know, because you don't have to. And that is a huge disadvantage, I would say. Just baseball, for example, is like they got something good going right now with these two teams playing 18 times a year. And how can you force people to be like, well, it doesn't really make or break anything. Well, the other part of it is, for me, like if I had really looked at the television and recognized what was there, like I I probably would have gone, oh, I need to unmute this and watch this, right? But some of it is just like, you know, I think we were Wednesday. You're like, oh, the Giants are blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot their plan right now. Let me turn it on 1 o'clock. The NFL, no one has to think about the NFL schedule. You don't think about it. Yeah. Just like, you know, you, some guy who grew up in a family of a big Italian family. He's like, oh, spaghetti dinner every Sunday night at 5. Like, you don't think about, what time's dinner night? What, uh, we having spaghetti this week? What day are we having spaghetti? Spaghetti dinner, right? Grandma's meatballs. Like, that's the NFL. Just spaghetti dinner every Monday but night at 5.30. But even... But even if you're a diehard fan, let's say, of, ba- of baseball, unless you are consistently checking the schedule or, or just have some crazy memory, you got no clue who they're playing the next couple weeks. Now, once you see a team, then you just become accustomed. You have this team for two or three games. But, like, uh, the, the average Dodger, Giant, maybe some Yankee fans, you, I, you couldn't tell me who their series is in four weeks. But in football, you got a pretty good idea. Because you're always looking at the schedule because you start doing the math. And basically, you don't have to look at the schedule and do the math. Maybe you do by like early September if you're like, how many games will we back? Something like that. But in football, you're constantly doing that. Well, John, because wins we got. Because looking two weeks ahead in a baseball schedule is the same as looking to week 17 in a football schedule. It's 15 games away. I know. You know? So, what else you got today? That's it. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Mailbag coming back out. Uh, live Mailbag Friday. That podcast, that Mailbag Pod will come out Sunday night. And then that'll, that will be the last podcast until July 11th. Uh, you know, barring the biggest news that you can imagine. Um, let's so, hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> let's hope we can all have a good vacation. Hope you guys are good. Share it. Like the video on your way out. We appreciate that. Share the podcast. Send it to somebody. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Adios, people. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.